The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the fourth installment of the Mind Control series that I'm doing, produced by Dangerous World Podcast. Very much appreciate you tuning in, and uh, I hope that you're enjoying it so far. If you're here on the fourth episode, it seems like you are, at least. And um, like I've mentioned before, I think that each one of these is getting a little bit deeper into the way that the government, especially here in the United States, um, has been really kind of keeping this mind control ball rolling. And we see how, you know, Tavistock uh, played a, a significant role in trying to implement mind control on the world, like the global stage. Okay. Um, you know, early psychology in the United States when in, in the uh, 1800s, late 1800s, it's, uh, fascinating thing to get into and i start off this episode with a good buddy in this podcast world in the conspiracy community goes by the name andy of the deep share podcast big big fan um you know very very fun dude to talk with just always kind of gives a a different perspective than one that i would have and uh just a fun dude so i think that you'll enjoy our conversation it's right up front so after you hear all my bullshit up top you're going to get into this conversation with Andy and myself. And what we get into there is like early military experiments and how it expanded onto the public. So they start off testing on these military, you know, individuals, these heroes that sign up for the military, they get tested on, and then they expand the testing out to the rest of us, you know, um, usually pretty unknowingly, but it seems like more and more of us now are waking up to the fact that this has been and still is uh, very much a reality. We also touch on Afghanistan a little bit, uh, the propaganda being pushed out of that whole debacle going on down there. Um, and he gets into the bands that come out of Laurel Canyon a little bit. Uh, you know, we talk about the Merry Pranksters a little bit. Very, very fun stuff. Can't tell you how much I like talking with that guy. So check that out. Um, we're going to be um, getting into some of the very interesting government documents uh, directly after uh, my conversation is over with Andy. 
And then if you're part of the Patreon, you're going to hear uh, firsthand a MK Ultra victim, uh, someone that had to go through the whole, um, you know, getting drugged with LSD as a child. She believes that she was a test tube baby. Um, even though she does have a biological mother and father, she claims that they, you know, the Joseph Mengele is her handler, allegedly. And, um, you know, took DNA from her mother and her father, created her in a test tube, used her for Delta mind programming, uh, which was, you know, the assassin type stuff. And um, I mean, whether you believe her story or not, uh, I believe that she feels that this happened to her. Now, you know, I've talked with her a couple of times. If you're an early listener of the show, I talked with her uh, back when Brandon was on still. We talked for a full hour um, in episode 54, which is part of the archives on Patreon. Um, we talked for a good a good amount of time and she breaks down her story and her story uh, is still the same. You know, she still tells the same story. Obviously, you know, she's still going through the deprogramming um, and she talks about how her memories are very fragmented but she talks about how her her uh, grandfather uh was uh fighting the nazis in world war ii and so on and it's just a very interesting deal um like i said believe her or not it's an incredible story um like i said i i don't know where i stand on her thing i don't think that she's lying i'll just put it that way um but there is clearly she has some sort of She's been messed with um, in some way, shape, or form, um, whether it was from Joseph Mengele or whether it was something different, something more difficult for her to understand, and this may be a coping mechanism. Um, I'm not sure. And like I said, I'm not saying that she's lying. I, I, I can't stress that enough. I've talked with her a few times, incredible person, uh, very well adjusted for, you know, if she was part of these projects, which we know go on, right? Um, you just don't too commonly hear people talking about being under the influence of mind control and snapping out of it and remembering um she knows that she has trigger words uh trigger phrases trigger um components to her life supposedly she's moved on from the trigger word itself um or words themselves but uh certain things that she may see or hear uh could could send her back down and she's worried about that according to her and um, I, like I said, very interesting. So that's going to be at the end of the episode here. We talk again for about 25 minutes or so and um, just kind of runs down her story and uh, and talks about what she thinks is going on and what she thinks happened to her as well. So do with that information what you will. But with that being said, guys, uh, I mentioned the Patreon already. Patreon.com slash Dangerous World Podcast. Only $3 to hear all the full versions of the episodes um and it's uh it's a three dollars you're just not gonna miss i'm telling you you get six hours of content for three dollars a month that's pretty good um the five dollar tier you get the archives as i mentioned and my rants where i just bitch about the news that's going on that week and it's very easy in 2020 so i'll tell you that right now ten dollars is just if you love the show you love me and you want to be a producer and be on the show anytime you like. So um, appreciate every single one of you on patreon.com slash dangerous world, dangerous world store.com. 
is my website for the t-shirts. If you're interested in getting any kind of merch, that government is the virus t-shirt is a crowd pleaser. As I've mentioned, I have not worn that one time without meeting some like-minded people in the process. Every single time I wear that thing, I get, um, I get some good compliments and genuine compliments. People that are cool. You never see a soy boy complimenting that t-shirt or a uh, blue haired, uh, you know, whatever. Um, always, always stand up people. 1776 for each one of those shirts, free shipping in the U S and very, very cheap rates, uh, abroad, uh, whether you're in Europe or Asia or wherever else you may be. Um, so thank you guys for, uh, shopping at dangerousworldstore.com and manscaped is going to be on board with the podcast. Um, you're not going to be hearing me talk about them too much until September 1st. So with that being said, danger, the promo code there is still in effect. Uh, for 20% off and free shipping. Um, but if you can wait till September, you know what I mean? Um, we have to hit a threshold every month and I'm not pressuring you, you know, but um, yeah, wait until September. If you can, if you need some soap or you need some ball deodorant, whatever you might need, you know what I mean? Um, great company. Um, they seem to have some morals and they let creators create. They don't censor. So um big big fan of Manscaped. So uh danger is the promo code over there. But wait, don't don't use it yet. Wait until September. With that being said, guys, let's get into the uh conversation that I have here with Andy. This part's gonna blow by. I mean, like I just listened to it right now before I started recording, just so it was fresh in my mind. He brings up some great points though. So check this out, enjoy it, and I'll be coming right back at you after we're done. Ladies and gentlemen, I have Andy from the Deep Share podcast on here, and we are we are going to get into some LSD, some MK Ultra, some CIA. Um, really excited to talk with you about this, dude, because I know you do your research, and your show is incredible. Um, well, thanks, man. Of course, dude. I mean, I, I love. <laughs> it means a lot coming from you. <laughs> well, thank you. I mean, I, you know, I, I appreciate everyone in this community and like the different research that everyone does. Um, so you've been looking into MK Ultra a little bit lately. Um, it's a wide reaching thing, dude. It's everywhere. Um, and I think that the society as a whole is really under some sort of a trance. Um, I, I'm assuming that we'll probably get into that here a little bit. But um, first of all, what's what's new in the world of uh, the deep share? Oh, man, just uh, got a lot of good stuff coming up. And I'm um, doing a lot of more uh, like the group discussion style things. I'm, I'm getting some cool ideas in that arena. I'm going to be doing a big one in the fall. It's like uh, it's going to be four. I think I'm hoping if I can wrangle everybody the right way, four separate roundtables covering four different perspectives on the transcendental experience, I guess you could say one round table will be focused on like, ufo et interdimensional encounters another one will be focused on near-death experience another will be focused on the psychedelic experience and then i was going to even do a paranormal experience episode because a lot of that has its own color to it you know what i mean but it it sheds on the same topic sheds light on the same kind of general topic you know i want to go into that knowing full well that these four areas are kind of just different angles i think personally of kind of the same 
underlying phenomenon that's happening that we just don't understand and we're not seeing the right way you know so that's what i've been getting into lately yeah dude crazy shit it sounds incredible man I'm, i'm looking forward to seeing what you come up with there and and yeah man like you said all of these different ideas that that maybe seem like it's a stretch to connect them there is a clear connection uh once you dig deep enough um and with this mk ultra stuff and you know this is when when you talk about mind control the 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 standard is mk ultra and the cia right but it goes back i mean so far it goes back to the 1800s at least with the psychology that was developed um and the hijacking of the psychology uh study right the the study of the mind uh and the soul turns into the study of how the brain operates it removes it removes god or um whatever someone may believe in um out of the equation it gets that it, it essentially makes man a highly evolved animal um which i'm not 100% against um but i i feel like when a person doesn't believe in something greater, um, whether it be reincarnation, whether it be the universe guiding your your destiny, whether it be the the Christian God or the Islamic God, whatever you want it to be. I feel like there is something to be said about people that actually believe that their actions have consequences after they're dead. You know what I mean? After they're gone. And with MK Ultra, um, and especially LSD, dude, these drugs that, that these people uh, essentially brought to the United States in order to perpetuate the agenda of MKUltra. There's something to be said about that kind of shit, man. Yeah, yeah. It's really disturbing. Um, I remember back probably, God, I don't know, years ago when I was really deep into studying all the different teachers of the psychedelics and everything from really really ancient stories to you know all the more 20th century heroes quote unquote which you find out it's like gordon wasson was being paid by the cia and he was the one that like was him and his wife i believe her name was god it's gonna escape me i believe it starts with a v it's a really pretty name but anyway victoria Victoria, is it Victoria? Yeah, Vivian, and Victoria. I was. I was it might. It was. It was either that or like Virginia. I can't. Remember. <laughs> I'll have to look it up. It's going to bother me. But anyway, the two of them were the ones that popularized mushrooms. You know, it was mm. in. I believe it was a the leading piece in Life magazine, or it could be Time magazine. I can't remember. But they were the 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 pop head piece, and they wrote books and they influenced America into these psychedelic chemicals. And it's really unfortunate to find out that they was being sponsored by the CIA the whole time, but I don't know what that does. You know what I mean? Does that, does that completely vilify him or does that make him a useful idiot? You know, unaware of, of, you know what I mean? It could go one way or another and it doesn't really matter one way or the other. The fact that they were interested in this to begin with is kind of the issue. What you're speaking of could have been a psychological operation too. I mean, that's what it's so crazy to in the age that we're in right now, where everyone has all the information that they could ever possibly dream of having. Um, there's very much contradicting ideas. I mean, today we're, re- we're, we're doing this uh, re- little recording here on August uh, 19th. And there was that dude 
sort of uh you know protesting at the capitol or whatever he supposedly had a bomb and all this stuff yeah wanting to talk with joe biden and it's like in the 60s people would just assume that that guy was a lone nut uh much like lee harvey oswald right um but now you know i, I don't know i'm not going to speak for you here man but like for me i'm seeing that and i'm like dude this guy is clearly i mean he's got a southern accent um probably a trump supporter He's calling out Joe Biden, um, you know, talking about how he's got a bomb, how he's got guns and blah, blah, blah. And there, it's, it's kind of weird how quiet it was, um, but it seems like shit like that is absolutely, in my opinion, a psychological operation or a psyop. Um, you know, it's just this weird dynamic where you, you'll see something going on, but you're like, okay, what does that mean? How is this perpetuating the agenda? Um, the agenda, of course, being demonizing Trump supporters, demonizing gun owners, demonizing people that question Joe Biden's legitimacy. Um, it's a weird, weird time that we're living in, dude. And I and I find that mind control um, is at work here 100 um, percent. Mm-hmm. So what what do you know, dude, about MK Ultra, about the CIA's early workings when it comes to trying to manipulate the minds of citizens, mostly? Well, that's the interesting part. I mean, you have two different avenues you can go down. You can look into the front-facing military uh, footage of soldiers under the influence of LSD that was released in kind of a, a in a way that made it look like it was being leaked to us. You know what I mean? Like, oh, this sure. is what we put our military through. But the more sinister side is what they were doing to the public, specifically like in uh, brothels and things like that. They had uh, what was I don't remember the name of the operation off the top of my head, but it was specifically about getting Johns with aerosol. Midnight climax. Midnight climax. That's right. And um, so this was happening at first in the brothels, but then eventually it spread out and they were doing it wherever there was different projects popping up all over the place. And they were just, at that point, it was probably just serial numbers. They didn't give project names at that point sure. because it was all under different umbrellas and MK ultra, for instance, there's a reason we all know that name so well is because it's just, it's kind of an umbrella term at this point. You know, I mean, you look at what happened with Kanye West and, mm-hmm. and, you know, the connection to the, I, the clinics that he was going to UCLA that. Yeah, exactly. And there's a long history there with some of these MK ultra projects taking place in places like that. There's also entire wings of, of universities that have been added on and funded by the government. And then slowly, but surely agents would be leaked in and projects would start popping up in there about psychological operations on the, uh, you know, terminally ill cancer patients, for instance, mm-hmm. were um, given tons of psychedelic drugs. And that's just, that's kind of like the tip of the iceberg. You know, I think what really creeps me out about MK Ultra is the MK part, because I kind of have seen it more lately in a light of, of magic. And I think that mm. when you get, when you get to the more deeper secret areas of the government you're kind of getting more towards the secret society part sure. of the entire operation and when it comes to 
the connection there, like what MK Ultra programs could really be doing is really frightening because it's it's programming for sure. But what it could be programming us towards is really bizarre. And it's it's not anything that people are going to latch on to very easily. You know what I mean? Because 100%. we're a focus, we're focused on the very linear world of MK Ultra as this mind control thing, right? But what is mind control and what are they trying, what kind of thoughts are they trying to control? And where are they trying to push us? You know what I mean? Dude, so there was 149 sub projects under MK Ultra. Okay. Uh, there's a really interesting website. Uh, what is it called? Rex. Uh, there's some sort of website. I can find it here for you. I'll plug it uh, early on or I'll find it while we're talking. But yeah, there's 149 sub projects under MK Ultra. You got like Project Chatter, uh, Bluebird, which ends up becoming Artichoke. Um, you get all these weird, weird deals where people are, I mean, it's something as simple as, you know, agents going around the world to collect uh, hallucinogenic botanicals and hallucinogenic herbs and things like that. Um, they, they come across the zombie drug who, you know, uh, Holly, who I speak with uh, later in the episode, talks about how she was given, I think it's called scopolamine. And mm-hmm. it is, uh, like I said, the zombie drug, it, it gets rid of all resistance tendencies that you may have, um, makes you essentially compliant. And you may even see your um, your uh, your handler as like an old friend when you're under this uh, drug. And it makes you want to confide all of this information that's kind of like a burden on you. And uh, and then you, you, you know, you confide in a friend. What happens when you're when you're when you're feeling anxiety or when you're stressed out about some information that you feel like no one should know. And then you sort of like, let's say you're smoking a cigarette or you're drinking a couple beers or whatever. You want to share that information with people because it's, it's therapeutic. Right. And I think that these high level government, you know, Johns or whoever, whatever you want to call these people, these, these uh, operators, they are absolutely tapped in to the methods that can make someone like me or you even, you know, someone that is kind of keen to this kind of stuff, they would make us probably even confide in them under the right circumstances. And that is what so much research throughout time, uh, especially in the United States here with the CIA has really kind of built on. And I think that they have it down to an exact science. And I think that what we're seeing right now with this Delta variant, which I'll get into here in a little bit, if you want, um, they, I think that they're implementing this Tavistock type stuff on a world scale. Uh, that's what Tavistock was meant to do. Um, mind control on a world stage. So, I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's interesting stuff, dude. Yeah. That's, I never really thought about that. Like, huh? Because there was a great speech given in the nineties by a guy named Grant Morrison, who writes comic books, but he's also into like chaos magic and shit. And he talks about, he talks about sigil magic and he talks about like the McDonald's M Mm -hmm. and things like that. The sigils are everywhere. It's like, they're making the world into them. We need to make the world into us. That was basically his message, but the idea that they're making the world into them. That's really creepy is it lines up with kind of what you're saying. Like if they're running this thing on the whole world and not just certain people, you know, to get what they want in certain angles, that would be very interesting because it kind of 
parallels with this magic thing where they're prepared, they're trying to charge the entire population and get, get this, get us ready for something. And I don't really yeah. know what that something is. And I don't think it's going to be anything we've already supposed it is, you know, we, we can go down a lot of different angles, but to stay with the MK ultra and the, the mind control stuff, uh, I was recently talking to someone about like Gaia TV and that whole network of very spiritual workers and things like that. And it connects to the UFO community and all these different things. You trace a lot of that right back to the same people that fund MK ultra programs because Gaia TV it's recently been pointed out to me by uh, Amy says WTF did some great research and showed that, Oh, look, Gaia's owned by BlackRock. Look at that. So it's like this idea of the psychedelic drugs and these maybe co-opting of more ancient ideas and kind of creating this, you know, uh, sleeper new age for people. You know what I mean? It's all part of the programming that, I mean, you look back at the sixties shit 10 years ago i was starting to think that the 60s were like reliving themselves oh maybe we'll get it right this time but it's cyclical isn't it look sure looks 100 like percent. i mean and, and the the people that you're talking about funding these like mk ultra projects and you know these other weird little one world order type things talking about the rockefeller foundation the the ford foundation um the carnegie uh endowment all this kind of weird like these globalists are obviously funding the same things and the bill gates foundation is based off of the rockefeller foundation but you said Mm -hmm. something there man that um i was actually going to wait to bring this up until after you and i were done talking but it just i mean it fits in so well here so why not share it dude why not share (laughs) it right so have you heard about this uh in early 2018 uh this this guy curtis waltman who's a journalist he fired he filed a um a foia request um, to the Department of Homeland Security inquiring about funding for Antifa and BLM. But he was accidentally sent. And when I say accidentally, this is in heavy quotes. OK, <laughs> he was he was accidentally sent a file titled EM effects on the human body zip. And this file contained methods of remote mind control and information on psychoelectronic weapon effects. Now, there's a few diagrams in this whole thing. And I'll talk about those later, but what blew my mind when I started kind of looking through this this file was that there was different Hertz levels that the brain operates on. You know, everyone knows that there's some electric pulses that go on in your brain and throughout the human body. There's uh, zero Hertz to 13 Hertz and zero to four Hertz. Guess what it's called, buddy? Delta. We get the Delta. I know. sleeping. So you get zero to four four hertz under delta, and then you get theta, alpha, beta, gamma, and mu, M-U, okay? Um, Now, in this diagram, one of the diagrams, it shows methods that they would be able to uh, put these frequencies out to people. And one of them looks like cell phone towers, and they actually label it cell phone towers. Now, is this, again, a psychological operation where they're putting this information out, again, accidentally right mm-hmm. you're seeing this this tower with these lightning rods coming out and hitting people in the head in the diagram in the C- supposed cia diagram where the zero to four hertz stage 
called Delta is being kind of put on these people. Is this whole Delta strain not only making people sick, right? I I, I do believe that the Delta strain is real as far as like there, when this whole COVID thing broke out, I didn't know a damn person that was sick from this COVID shit. I know so many fucking people now, dude, including myself. I got sick. My mom is sick. My dad is sick. Um, you know, they're getting better now, but I mean, like, dude, there's something to be said about them announcing that the Delta variants here. And at the same time, you see people getting more and more brainwashed. Is there some electromagnetic pulse that's going through the 5G towers? Not necessarily just 5G, but possibly all cell phone towers or maybe our smartphones, maybe our, our headphones, you know, my, my headphones are Bluetooth, uh, compatible, um, I feel like the like if the next strain that comes out is theta, there's something going on. There's something to be said about this document that was leaked when a journalist is inquiring about fucking Antifa. You know, maybe Antifa is more brainwashed, more susceptible to being brainwashed. And and they're under the data. They've been under the Delta shit. Right. Um, but we'll see, dude. We will see what happens. I, I just find that interesting that this document yeah. leaks out. And it has comparable things, right? I mean, it's crazy. It's all weird, right? So, I mean, real quick, I mean, I think you and I have actually kind of discussed some of these themes before, but just the idea that we, maybe things are behind a paywall or maybe they're hard to read or they take a long time or you got to study something else to figure out what the hell they're talking about, but it's all there. That's the weird part. CIA.gov archives, boom, the gateway project. We'll tell you about remote viewing and astral projection and other entities that we're running into in like a celestial ethereal dimension. Like, I don't know. It's all given to us. So what does that say? Is it all fake? Is it all programming? Is it all true but now we're confused on what's true and what's not sure is it is it the confusion where they want us probably because they have easy answers right 100 percent. most people aren't like us so they're just gonna run to the easy answers whatever they can put them back at their tvs you know well dude the confusion adds to the susceptibility of being able to be controlled so easily if you're confused Yeah, dude, if you're confused, you're looking for answers from authoritative mouthpieces, right? Yeah. So with Fauci standing there saying one day, no, masks are not good if you're healthy. (laughs) And then the next day he's saying, no, absolutely. And and matter of fact, put two masks on. You as a citizen, the average citizen is going to be like, what the fuck? I, you know, I'm just going to do whatever this guy says, because I don't want to be that person that gets my grandma sick you know right. remember the whole thing you don't want to kill grandma right it's like no don't dude, be the no downer yeah, exactly we and, we and also we don't want that conspiracy guy we we've witnessed him in the 90s in the movies we don't like that cat he's always the one that dies all right exactly. get him out of here <laughs> <laughs> no man and, you know and it's it's sad that a, a lot of people a lot of people want answers that and, and they'll just accept an answer, even if it's not a satisfactory answer. Um, yeah. But again, the, you know, th- these elites, they have found their method. And I, I firmly believe that the Holocaust was a testing ground. They were sort of running this simulation. And as brutal as it is to say, man, I think that the Holocaust was 
a video game for the elites. It was them, mm-hmm. you know how you know how when you're when you're playing a video game like a um uh, like a city building uh video game or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Time goes very quickly, right? So I think that they were, you know, funding Hitler. I mean, there's clear records that, you know, America was funding Hitler. The Rockefellers were um you know, we talked about it with Brown Brothers Harriman, IG Farben, they're all funding Hitler. Oh yeah. Um I feel like they were trying to see if this experiment that was the Holocaust, if it was carried out in a quick fashion, how it would play out. And they could learn, they could analyze this, right? Just like event 201, just like operation dark winter back in, I think 2002, it was um, Mm -hmm. 2001 or 2002. They learn from their mistakes. Yeah. Something 2001, 2001. I think it's 2001. Perfect. So, I mean, (laughs) and it's just interesting to see, they learn from their mistakes and they, they, they intentionally put these people out there um, like Hitler, who, you know, arguably a Rothschild. Um, yeah, it, that's right. It's too, it's too clear when you start connecting the dots that there is a clear agenda, um, whether you're going to cite the Georgia Guidestones or whether you're going to cite, uh, you know, Operation Lockstep or, mm-hmm. or any of these things. Um and it's just a scary deal, dude. All these people are connected. And with the fall of Afghanistan, there may be something bigger there when it comes to like Taiwan and the, the U.S. economy and all that good stuff. And I see a lot of I see a lot of mind control brainwashing going on with all the footage of Afghanistan big time. Sure. I mean, the, the the repetition of Saigon, it's that fractal shit again. It's just they repeat shit. They I don't know. I, I barely have a grasp on why. But they like to repeat things and put shove it in our faces, I guess you could say. But not only that, that plane situation was really brain controlly washy. Like you notice that like that military plane had just front panel windows uh, in the cockpit, and then we're seeing footage from a passenger uh, perspective out of a window with bodies like holding onto the plane at altitude. And I'm like, well, that's weird because I didn't see any windows on that plane. And maybe I missed something. But to me, it looks like theater. A lot of it looks like theater. People with cell phones in the crowd that was chasing the plane, just casually like talking on their phones. It's just very suspicious. And it's just, I feel like this mind control thing, right? This MK Ultra idea. It's like you said in the beginning, it's everywhere. It's not just these programs that take place on the university grounds and maybe out in the streets with agents. They've created it now. So it's everywhere in its exterior. It's outward. You know what yeah, I mean? The, the MK ultra projects were the extreme versions, right? And then they make these or the things... prototypes. Sure. You know, sure. Like the testing ground perhaps. Or yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, they were kind of the front runners in this whole thing, but I, I feel like they were taking these people and they were pushing them to the limits. Whereas mm-hmm. right now it's that frog in the pot analogy that everyone loves yeah. to use, right? They're, they're doing this slowly and they're doing it to where it will cause division, right? The COVID-19 uh, pandemic is the perfect pandemic. If China is going to release it because a it's not killing everyone and B it's making half the population terrified of it and making the other half say, this is nothing to fucking worry about. And what are we doing the whole time? We're fighting, right? We're saying the vaccine people are are causing the pandemic and the vaccinated people are sitting here saying that the unvaccinated are causing the pandemic or making it evolve. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I don't know yeah, if you've heard of recently even used the words Holocaust at us like that. We are causing yeah. it. It's like, oh, look at that. Using our words against us again. You know? Yeah, dude. <laughs> I, so did you see that video that uh, Sam Tripoli posted about? I think it's called Operation Fortitude, where I think I did like the 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 inflatable vehicles. Oh, yeah, I did see that. Yeah, that's really see. That's more theater, man. More mind control. So what do you think about that that plane that that C130 or whatever it was uh being an inflatable plane and it was all just crisis actors because you know my girlfriend who's not a major conspiracy theorist ever since I showed her that Fall of Cabal movie where mm-hmm. they show crisis actors like they see you know arab looking people holding like dummy babies like fake babies with like painted blood on uh, holding them and they the baby looks dead it looks like something like you're a monster if you question that that yeah. baby didn't really die right but then you see proof of people holding fake babies that are mm. covered in blood and they're sitting there posing like they're crying out to the heavens for help and shit <laughs> yeah like what I've are had a couple talking? i've had a couple military friends tell me that the footage of isis cutting heads off they're like ha! yeah no that you don't cut someone's head off like that that's not that wasn't real was well, like, not only that <laughs> not only that dude but like how the, you know that journalist that they caught a while ago how yeah. calm he was he was so calm if someone's gonna cut my fucking head off i'm gonna I'm fight to the it. death <laughs> yeah man <laughs> you know what i mean i'm not gonna going down it. swinging yeah i don't care if they tell me like hey listen we can cut your head off or we're gonna cut your nuts off and we're gonna torture you i'm gonna fucking take the risk of being tortured i'm not gonna just mm. sit there and get my head cut off and be all calm so, I mean, you know, who knows? Maybe they have their own methods of mind control, but I find it incredibly interesting, uh, the times that we're living in, dude. Uh, but yeah, man, uh, let me know anything that you want to finish off here with. I'd, I'd like to get this wrapped up. Um, well, but yeah. Yeah, something. And I'm sh- I'm sure you've mentioned it before. Have you talked about Dave McGowan's work with, uh, you know, uh, what's it called? Strange Sounds from the Canyon all about Laurel Canyon in the sixties, oh, about dude. the start of the hippies. You're yeah, talking my language. Man. I have not yeah. mentioned it yet. I'd love to okay. hear your take on it. My quick take is that I think he's barking up the right tree or was barking up the right tree. Rest in peace, Dave McGowan. But uh, yeah, his, his uh, thesis is that look at all, all of these extremely prominent rock stars from the, the hippie movement. And you look at their families and virtually all of them come from military intelligence and then you the other angle that really got me as a huge doors fan you know growing up and jim morrison even as a as a 90s guy still jim morrison was like my psychedelic hero man the lizard king right and then it's his it's his fucking dad that's involved with Tonkin. Um, <laughs> the captain of the ship. Killed it. Killed it for me. And you know, that's that loosh. That's that mind control. That's that their hero's dad is going to be the one that fucking hoodwinked the whole thing. You know what I mean? Like putting Jim, like Jim Morrison's father as the commanding officer in the Gulf of Tonkin Bay, that is similar to JFK being like the hero of the people and then getting murdered in front of everybody. Sure. It's a, it's a vicious stealing of, of that energy from us. You know what I mean? But the thing is no one really, uh, you'd be surprised to know how many doors fans don't know that Jim Morrison's father was actually part of the Gulf of Tonkin thing. So that I understand where you're coming from, 
Um, but that takes some digging, right? So that that is that is another level of of like, hey, fuck you guys. Your right, your idols, right. your idols are working against you. They hate you, right? Oh, it's the he's, worst. He's part of that twenty seven club. Um, and when you're speaking about Laurel Canyon, you've got the mamas and the papas. The the main group, it was out of the sixties and the seventies. So you got the Eagles, you got the Mamas and the Papas, you got Frank Zappa. Beach Boys. Beach Boys, yes. Um, I, I know that a lot of people think that the Grateful Dead came out of there. They just they they kind of collaborated with them. They're actually from San Francisco, I believe. Um I have heard shit about them though, that like they were maybe unwitting but handing out you know government sponsored lsd at least i don't know oh absolutely they were part of the uh the the merry pranksters i don't know if you've yeah. heard of the merry pranksters oh, but yeah, yeah they're putting lsd on on doorknobs and in government buildings and shit like that um and when you look back to the word the merry pranksters and maybe this takes a lot of digging for us but the symbolism there in merry pranksters it's it's goes right back to the trickster the jinn sure. the 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 god that tricks us the the great deceiver satan <laughs> damn that's actually true dude that's 100% it's pretty wild true. pretty weird it's unfortunate wow. cuz again Ken Kesey, like one flew of the cuckoo's nest. It's like, again, it's your heroes. It's like, oh, come on. What the fuck? What's How up much... with Ken Kesey? Well, um, he wasn't he part of the Merry Pranksters? I'm pretty sure he was the one driving the bus. Oh, bus that, yeah. Am I wrong? Yeah. Am I barking up the wrong tree here? I'm pretty sure. I, let me let's look this up. No, let's yeah, clarify. you might be right there. You might be right. Let's just clarify. The reason Ken I Kesey. I just recently heard of the Merry Pranksters because I listened to an episode of the Conspiracy Show, uh, Richard Serrett's uh, radio show, where he interviews a kid that was part of the Merry Pranksters at a young young age. He kind of sort of yeah. got taken in okay. by them. Did you? Was yes. that? Uh, it was definitely him. So the Merry Pranksters were comrades and followers of American author Ken Kesey. So he Duh. was the he was the head of it, basically. He was the head and of the he call. was he was on that big, beautiful psychedelic bus traveling across the country. And man, I ate it all up. I was brainwashed, uh, you know, at least to some degree. I knew I, I wasn't sitting with with the government agents or anything, but sure. I was totally into those people because. I had psychedelic experiences that opened my mind to things that I've never understood and totally shattered the worldviews that are out here. And these people were writing about it and talking about it. And, you know, there goes back to it. Like how much of this is brainwashed people or is it just controlled opposition? Are they unwitting? Who knows? You know, I mean, it's almost like they, people don't necessarily have to know that they are working against their own community. Yeah, absolutely not. Absolutely not. That's what I think Mike Lindell is. I think that he was tapped into. Um, I, I support the guy fully, but I think that he was tapped into because he is so likable. Um, you know, he's 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 kind of perpetuating a thing that I don't think is uh, reality. But um, yeah. with that being said, man, uh, dude, I appreciate you so much hopping on. Plug your show. Plug anything that you want uh, the audience here to come and find the deep share at because you guys are are really doing a great job there. Thanks, man. Thanks. Well, I appreciate having uh, you know have you having me on. Uh, of course, I I can be found on all the regular websites the at the deep share or the deep share podcast. Um, yeah, check out my new website, uh, thedeepshare.com. Going to be doing more with that and trying to spread my wings, trying to do more shit. 
There you go. But uh, yeah, thanks again for having me on, dude. I love love chatting with you, dude. What's going on with the website? Are you going to be posting articles that you write? Yeah, or? I'm slowly going to be putting my my rantings on there because you know the podcast is great, and I think it's an important kind of like spearhead situation because the this community is the best part. Talking yeah. to everybody, sharing perspectives like that. With that said, and with those perspectives being shared, I want to go rant about everything and try to kind of put it up in word form because I love writing and I've always been a writer and I'm too ADD for a novel. So I guess this will have to do for now. You Perfect. know what I mean? Yeah, so, nice yeah. little blog type situation. That's a great yeah. idea, dude. Um, cool. So yeah, guys, I mean, anyone that is interested in anything that I'm doing, you will probably find the deep share podcast to be equally as entertaining. So go and check them out. Um, thanks again, dude, for hopping on. I very much yeah, appreciate man. you. And uh, we'll be in touch, dude. We'll be talking very soon, I'm sure. All right, man. Take care. Thank you, Keep your brain clean. Keep your brain clean. Oh, never, dude. Never. (laughs) See you, man. So there goes Andy of the Deep Share podcast, man. Fun guy. He is always positive and always bringing good vibes on over to the dangerous world here. And, um... You know, I want to talk a little bit about that file that uh, was sent over to a uh, journalist, Curtis Waltman, in 2018, a little bit more. Um, as I mentioned, there are 149 subprojects under MK Ultra. Okay. And this is listed on IlluminatiRex.com. Um, great site. I have no affiliation with the website at all. I just found it to be very um, informative when kind of just researching the methods and especially these 149 sub projects that are involved with MK Ultra itself. Um, pretty incredible. Um, a lot of reading, a lot of uh, redacted statements, a lot of, um, you know, blacked out names and blacked out locations. Um, you kind of feel like you're a special like secret agent when you're when you're reading through this site. It's pretty interesting. Um, you can also see like a, a good amount of patents, um, whether it be like the ray guns or the implants, um, really interesting stuff. And I have a few books I can also recommend to anybody uh, if you're trying to look at more of these patents that aren't necessarily online. Uh, but anyway, back to this, um, you know, 2018 leaked document to the journalist by the name Curtis Waltman. And I found this to be very suspicious, to say the least. So this guy, he files a FOIA request about Antifa and BLM. Um, more specifically, the funding with uh, he, he files this thing with the Department of Homeland Security. And he was sent a file titled EM effects on the human body zip. And that file contained methods of remote mind control and information on psychoelectronic weapon effects. Kind of a weird deal when you're trying to ask about Antifa and who's funding them and what are they about, right? How did this organization come to be? And you get a mind control thing. Now, I don't know. To be clear, I don't think that this was an accident, right? This this individual was sent this file from the Department of Homeland Security on on purpose. I mean, you don't just accidentally disclose information like this. Now, are they saying that Antifa is victim to these methods of mind control or was it to distract from the conversation or from the, the inquiry 
that Antifa is funded by someone like George Soros, which is, I mean, it's a credible thing to claim. Um, it's very hard to actually prove, although if you do a little bit of digging, you can find some very serious connections with Act Blue and George Soros, um, the Democratic Party who runs the BLM um, you know, funding pages and all donations go to Act Blue. They don't go to help black poor black families. They go to like Bernie Sanders, um, Hillary Clinton, Pete Buttigieg, um, a lot of the Democratic uh, runners back in the 2020 election under that uh, Democratic primary deal. So very interesting, uh, maybe distracting from a more serious, uh, more real conspiracy, if you want to say that. But these diagrams that were in this file, which I looked at, it's a it's a very interesting file. I'm going to post them on the Instagram um, when when this episode is released here. One of the diagrams it actually shows like a basic human body and several lines are pointing to different parts of the body. It sort of looks like a scientific anatomy chart of a basic human body, uh, not, not detailed in any way, shape or form, but some of the arrows pointing to it, but there's one pointing to the top of the figure's head that says broadcasting thoughts, right? That's pretty straightforward. One pointing at the ears, microwave hearing was the title of one of the uh, ear arrows and the, this microwave hearing, it sounds like a, a fantastical idea, but this is actually based off of work in 1974, uh, the work of Joseph C. Sharps, uh, where he actually was the first doctor successful in putting outside voices, um, you know, also clicks and tones. But what I'm more focused on here is the voices that he's actually artificially injecting into people's heads from a far distance, Right. Um, putting these ideas in the head of the, uh, of the subject for Walter Reed Army Institute of Research. Um, another one. And so, I mean, that's a that's a weird, weird deal that this is. There's actually a record of uh, just look up if you don't believe it. Joseph C. Sharps. Um, I mean, in, in 1974, he did work on uh, microwave hearing. And it's a crazy deal. I mean, that that to me, um, I spent a little time looking at that and it's um it's complicated to say the least. So check into that if you're interested. But um, force manipulation of speech, pointing at the mouth, obviously, was another one of these arrows at this diagram. That would be people saying things that they don't have any intention of saying, obviously. And some more of the uh, torturous sort of uh, lines pointing were artificial tinnitus, pointing at the ears. For those that don't know, tinnitus is like a ringing uh, if you shoot guns a lot without earplugs, you may have some tinnitus. Um, it's a very, you know, unpleasurable thing to just be sitting there in the quiet and you're hearing ringing. Um, wildly racing heart rate pointing at the chest. And even forced orgasms can be put through on these different methods that they may use to remote mind control or body control in this sense, right? And forced orgasms, it sounds like a goofy thing, but if you're just sitting there, and you're, you know, I don't know how other way to say it, but coming over and over again, that becomes torturous, right? Um, it, you know, it's, it sounds like a dominatrix thing and it sounds kind of goofy, but like, I mean, just imagine you're in a business meeting and you can't stop getting there, if you know what I mean. It's just fucked up. So these are the methods that they're working on. Um, another diagram in this whole uh, document that was supposedly you know, accidentally released. There's the different methods that they would use uh, 
to control someone from a remote location. And this is where it gets weird. So cell towers was the first one that they showed. It showed what looked like cell towers um, with little lightning rods coming out to little people standing around the towers. Black helicopters, um, transportable weapons, vans disguised as communication vehicles. So we're talking like a Comcast van, um, something that would already have the equipment on it to look as if it was able to, uh, you know, something with a satellite on top, something something that it would have this extra equipment on it and not look so suspicious. So again, Comcast, cable companies, uh, internet companies, things like this. This is how uh, just one of the, the many methods that they use. And along with that, like I mentioned, there was different Hertz levels. And something that really caught my attention was the uh, human brain waves, as I mentioned uh, with Andy there, delta being the lowest, zero to four. And then you've got theta, alpha, beta, gamma, and mu, maxing out at 13 hertz. And the reason that I wanted to point that out with him is because I feel like this delta is legitimately in play right now, 100%. Um, mind control has gone on forever. And with the technology the way that it is, why would they not tap in to the ever-evolving thing? And, and the way that everyone is so addicted to their technology, I mean, everyone is sitting there on their phone constantly. You don't think that there's some frequency coming off your phone that makes you a little more susceptible to programming, even if you're aware of it. Um, the, the more that you become aware of it, the more the government knows that people are aware of it. And they tweak their methods. It's just like, you know, we've talked about the Jesuits. We've talked about how the Nazi experiments failed, allegedly. Um, they evolved these things. The Jesuits are a group that has been kicked out of multiple countries. And they just come back and they tweak their methods a little bit. And this is what I truly, truly believe is going on with the mind control and with the waves. So you've got this Delta deal going on right now. I feel like Delta's in play right now. And I, you know, with the, the Delta strain or the Delta variant coming out, um, as I've been saying, I, I feel people are in a trance. And I think that the lightest form of a, you know, you know, uh, electromagnetic type of induced trance, it would obviously be in that delta range from zero to four hertz, and it would move up. So what I'm thinking here is if we get theta, there's something to this. Now, if you start seeing more people fall in line under theta, that's going to be a problem. That's going to be something where, okay, Alpha's next. And more people are going to be talking about this if this ends up being the case. So they would ex expedite the the uh, the rollout. And uh, I mean, it already feels so quick. It, it feels like they are are behind schedule and they're they're working as quick as possible. But if they really start putting it in people's faces, I would say that the theta that the um, the delta theta alpha beta gamma mu um, hypothesis is correct um, because we can't wait till we get to Moo. We can't wait till we get to uh, to the to the thirteen hertz range because I I truly believe that at that point we will be uh, fully 
like robotized. We will be like just complete automatic drones just walking around doing our jobs. Those that don't want to comply are uh, put into these camps. And if you listen to my my conversation with uh, with Conspiracy Kyle of Conspiracy in the Force, I talked about that a little bit briefly in that episode where him and I were talking about robotics a lot. And there are already robots that run off of biofuel. So if you have a mass casualty event, these robots go by and they essentially eat the humans, they clean up the humans, and they run off of their degraded um, bodies. You know, it's a... It's a scary thought, but I think that the vaccines will also perpetuate this. There is that that talk of the uh, homo luminaries versus the homo sapiens. And this is potentially what's going on uh, with them. I'm just I'm just throwing that out there. But I, I think that there's something to this. Um, I'm, I'm going to wrap up this whole thing with uh, with this document. But as far as the EEG goes, this electromagnetic, um, you know, control method that is in the works, I think that they did plenty of research on this, but it, you know, here it is. So Carl William Sem Jacobson built an EEG lab with Rockefeller and Ford Foundation's funding back in the 50s. And he was contracted by the Navy, the Air Force, and NASA. I mean, so you know, he was doing research on psych patients with electrode implants. So not only are they putting implants in the brain. There's all the talk about the vaccines having microchips in them and blah, 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 blah. There's so many different theories about these. So I'm not trying to muddy the waters by, you know, comparing these early, you know, in the 50s, these experiments going down, working with subjects that had implants in their brains. That's not what I think is truly going on, but there could be some sort of metallic proponent or some some sort of metallic uh properties to these vaccines we've seen the blood samples right um now maybe you haven't if you haven't um i mean i've posted pictures on the patreon there these blood samples under a uv light have white dots that light up like the night sky and and this could be potentially a tracking system and it could have these electrode implants I don't think that any harm comes from knowing the history of this Carl Wilhelm Selm Jacobson and what he was doing with electrode implants and the research, right? I'm not saying that's what's going on, but it it, it seems very coincidental at the very least, right? So, um, I mean, do with that information what you would, man. I think that, um, we'll see. We'll definitely see. And, uh, I would just, like I said, keep an eye out for that theta strain. And they may try and, like, you know, change things up and, like, alpha maybe next or beta maybe next. But um, if if they're following their patterns with this um, this chart of brain hurt levels, it would, uh, it would follow that pattern, uh, in my opinion. Now, I'm no scientist, if you've ever heard me speak before. But it is what it is. I, I think that there's something to this. So... Most of the um, really early significant mind control experiments began after World War II. And they use these narco-hypnotic techniques with contradictory drug combinations, okay? 
to what they were trying to do was create what they called a twilight zone effect over their subjects. They would mix drugs, um, stimulants, barbiturates, sedatives, desoxin, um, dexedrine. These are a couple of stimulants that they would really use. Desoxin was treated, was used to treat uh, ADHD. And then you have things like pentothals um, and uh, secondals, which are barbiturates. Um, Pentothal is a general anesthesia and secondal is a sedative. So essentially the same things. Um, but yeah, I, creating that twilight zone effect. And if you've ever gotten crossfaded, say drinking booze and smoking weed, you get much more screwed up and you're more open to talk, I would say. You're more open to having a, a conversation um, when you're under the influence of any kind of drug. Even if you're a very trained, uh, highly skilled individual, a high-performing operator, you would, um, at a certain point, reach your threshold of, okay, I'm so paranoid right now that I will disclose information. Um, but another really weird one that Holly and I get into when, when her and I speak is scopolamine. And I hope I'm pronouncing that right, but it's known as the zombie drug um, that is scopolamine. And using these drugs was meant to put the subject in such a state of paranoia that they would release all the information that they were being asked for. So think about if you're an, you're an, an infidel since, uh, you know, Afghanistan's going on. If you're someone that's shot down behind enemy lines and you know information that's valuable to the enemy, you already go in with a sense of paranoia, obviously, right? You're shot down. Um, you're wounded behind enemy lines and you're in their custody and they're trying to extract information. You're trained to hold this information in. It's not just the U.S. that was training their troops and their their operators to keep the information safeguarded. Russia was doing it um, everywhere. Uh, you know, the, the Germans were absolutely doing it. Japan was doing it. So all of these different groups and all of these different nations were were holding their secrets and and tweaking methods to be able to evade questioning and interrogation. And the way that they would actually, you know, get this information out of the subjects was mixing these weird drug combinations, making them feel so vulnerable, their hearts racing. Um, they need help, right? They need someone to to feel comfortable again. They would just want to feel normal. I wanted to get into a few of those notable 149 sub projects that are under the MK ultra umbrella. And I should mention that a lot of the early attempts of this uh, information extraction using drug combinations was inspired by Nazi mescaline experiments in Dachau. Okay. So um, one of those, you know, very infamous projects under MK ultra is project chatter, supposedly ending in 53 uh, started in 1947, but it uh, was actually began by the Navy's Dr. Samuel Thompson. Some sources say that it was uh, Lieutenant Charles Savage, who was a Yale graduate. So it would actually make sense uh, that a uh, potential bonesman uh, member of the Skull and Bones Society of Yale may have ran this kind of stuff. Uh, but they were attempting an, under Project Chatter to find the truth drug. And they used a strange plant that's native to Russia called Anabasis 
Aphila. I believe I'm pronouncing that right, okay? Anabasis Aphila, which oddly has the same molecular structure as nicotine, but a different arrangement. Similar effect, but the Russians published nearly all of the research on Anabasis Aphila up until the 80s. And you remember when I was talking about that drug TD that the CIA came up with, where they're essentially mixing THC and, ex- and ex- you know extracting marijuana and extracting uh, uh, tobacco. Um, now, I don't know if that is why they came across TD, which TD supposedly failed. Uh, you know, became unsuccessful eventually. They had just uh, two inconsistent uh, test subjects, I guess. But I find it interesting that, you know, we're talking about nicotine and tobacco. Maybe that's why they put nicotine in uh, in tobacco cigarettes and stuff. I don't think that nicotine is naturally in tobacco. I may be mistaken. I'm not very educated on tobacco. But nonetheless, nicotine is in your cigarette that you're smoking. And it has the same compound as this mind control drug that the Russians had a history of using. So I find that to be pretty coincidental, to say the very least. Um, But this is kind of like what I was talking about when you're smoking a cigarette and you feel like you can talk more. It's a social thing. Uh, It subconsciously makes you a social butterfly. It makes you (laughs) makes you want to talk a little bit more and and uh, and share your thoughts, whether people want to hear them or not. Trust me, I know I've been around old beat up ladies at the freaking, uh, you know, little bars in my area here, and they are uh, sharing information that I don't want to hear. And they almost get mad when you want to walk away. You know, it's like, what are you talking about here? Just leave me alone. I'm, I'm just trying to enjoy my night. It's a shame. I feel bad for uh, women, like attractive women that are out in bars and they're just having to go through this shit on a constant basis. It, it is what it is, though. Hey, there's worse things than being attractive. OK, uh, I'll just say that. But anyway, the idea here is that you would obviously have looser lips. Uh, hence the code name chatter. You're going to chatter, turn you into a little chatterbox. But a very big risk with the anabasis is its toxic effects on the nervous system, which control bodily functions. In large doses, we're talking breathing, we're talking digestion, we're talking blinking, we're talking uh, heartbeat, we're talking things that you don't control as a human. Um, and potentially thoughts could could also fall in that category, I suppose. Deemed widely unsuccessful, but I say, yeah, right. I say, yeah, right. Operation Chatter was not successful um, because they kept building on it. Now, maybe this is why I'm not in the CIA But I feel if you have some success in a project, you would build off of it. And there's not 149 sub-projects of MKUltra just because they had uh, some early flops, right? Operation Bluebird being one of the most well-known, more so than Chatter even. Um, It started off as a botanical slash herb collecting project. And the... Funding members of this whole thing, it was the Joint Intel Committee, who were coincidentally, probably not, the same group that started Operation Paperclip. As I mentioned, they renamed Bluebird to Artichoke, and where the CIA used drugs like sodium pentothal um, on what they actually thought were like these, um, you know, Russian double agents. So you've got 
people, again, shot down behind enemy lines or kidnapped or captured or whatever, and they take these people in and they start questioning them using the what they thought was the truth drug. Now, according to a CIA memo in 1952, a psychiatric medical cover was used to bring artichoke into full action. At first, combining significant amounts of drugs and hypnosis for an hour and 40 minute long session at a time um, in order to induce sort of the state of trance for the subjects. And it was later discovered in a separate testing that lighter medication and more indoctrination or more hypnosis, right, was more effective in obtaining an almost complete state of trance. But the problem there was there wasn't total amnesia in the subject after the the fact, after they're done with all this shit. They, they only partially forget what's going on, but they still remember kind of being put under hypnosis. They didn't want the subjects to know that they were being manipulated in any way, right? So then they realized after all this, after the longer sessions with the more drugs and the, you know, different, different length sessions with less drugs, they realized that massive amounts of drugs upon longer sessions of interrogation would force subjects to disclose closely guarded information, even if it was treasonous to their own cause. And it was under these methods that full and complete total amnesia was achieved. Artichoke, unlike chatter, was deemed a complete success by the CIA assets involved. Okay. But it's important to note, in my opinion, that they wanted to test drugs pertaining to loss of speech, loss of memory, and resiliency to pain. So they wanted people to feel pain more. Um, a lot of people can kind of train themselves to not feel pain, um, but they wanted to tap into drugs that would counteract that training. So, you know, they do this later, not under artichoke, right? They also use things like Derby Hap. This was another sub project. Uh, foreign nationals accused of drug smuggling were given LSD and interrogated. Pretty brutal, supposedly. At least one person uh, begged uh, to be killed so that they uh, didn't have to deal with all this whole thing. Um, you've got Operation Third Chance. You've got Perfect Concussion, which falls right in line with what I was talking about with the um, the uh, the document in 2018 that was leaked to the journalists. Um, Subproject 54 under MK Ultra um, was it was using ultrasound waves um, to cause amnesia in targets at sub oral frequencies. This means that you can't hear it. So perfect concussion would send out these these uh, sound waves, kind of like a dog whistle, like we mentioned. With uh, I believe Matt uh, mentioned that there's got to be these frequencies that can lead someone to be more subjugated to mind control, and I find that to be very, very dark and, and kind of sad. And so I want to talk about uh, LSD a little bit here because after this uh, you know, last little bit that I have, I get into a conversation with an individual by the name Holly. She uh, alleges that she was um, a test tube baby of Yosef Mengele. Very interesting story, whether you believe it or not. Um, I believe that she absolutely believes that this happened. I don't know where I stand on it. It's a fantastical story for sure. And you would think that people like her would be killed, right? So that they couldn't talk. She's not clout chasing, in my opinion, um, because she doesn't really have much recognition at all. Um, you know, she's made her rounds 
doing some radio shows. She's, um, you know, communicated with some fairly high profile people about this. But, um, it, you know, emailed, I think, back and forth with Fritz Springmeier, if I'm not mistaken. But it's a it's an interesting story. So I, I want to touch on LSD a little bit before uh, her and I speak here and how it became the go-to drug for the CIA to use in its conducting of experiments on thought manipulation. You know what to do, everybody. Head over to patreon.com slash dangerousworldpodcast. Throw down $3. You'll get to hear the rest of the conversation that I have with MK Ultra victim Holly, where we talk about some of the methods that were used against her to program her under the Delta category. <laughs>